Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux, and with me as always, it's your co-host. You can see him at the Super Bowl playing halftime with Maroon 5. It's Griffin Davis. Playing halftime with Maroon 5. Did you not? (laughs) Oh, now I have news that you didn't see. Okay, let me try and guess who it could be. Um, I mean, I kind of said the news. Oh, Maroon 5? Maroon 5 is playing the fucking halftime show at the Super Bowl. Oh, I thought they were paired with someone controversial and like that's who you were saying I was. I said it's Maroon 5 and I think that's really funny. Bring back Kid Rock. Remember when Kid Rock used to be at the halftime shows? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I want to be a cowboy, baby. So are you ever going to surprise the audience with doing like a shorter boys? Maybe one day. (laughs) I was thinking about doing that today, actually. But then I just want to lean into it a little bit. I've been... Here's the thing, Griffin. I've been working a lot the past couple of days, so I haven't had a lot of human contact. I know you've been working a lot, uh, and if you've got something following our social media, uh, (laughs) you were unplugged in a crazy way yesterday. Well, that's my point. I haven't had any human contact in a while, so I wanted to stretch the boys out because I just like haven't said anything to anyone for days. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I did. I missed. Um, I missed the big news about our big wet president's weird looking dick. <laughs> um, how, which, how, well, how do you? You've heard. You've heard yeah, about this, yeah, right? No, I totally did. I was like timing. Um, well, well no, you yeah. know, oh, pristine um, timing. And you'll see why later. Yeah. It's. I'm pissed. How, how do you feel, Lux? Um, I feel a couple of ways. One. Remember early on in this process, we had this conversation. I said, um, because of all the sex investigation, Donald Trump, we're going to have to hear all about his sex life and his dick and the weird things he likes. And I'm not happy that that process is starting, but I am happy that I was right about what his dick looks like. Yeah, but it just it, it had to uh, like a total innocent victim bystander was like right, slain yeah, in the no, process. No, in, in the Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump beef, Toad caught a stray in a big way. Yeah. Now, I love I, you know, I love Stormy Daniels earlier work. Um, uh, I'm talking about just like the earlier law stuff with the thing. <laughs> just, but but she took it too far this time. I mean, did she have to ruin it? This is what I'm saying. Something it special. Inevitable. Yeah, because, well, maybe that's just the only good thing to compare it to. Yeah, but I don't Except know. Actually, it's just that can't a, be true because like, you just can literally compare it to an actual mushroom. Sweet little thing, you know, and to ruin no, it. I, know. I don't know why we're bringing such a nice boy into this How conversation. How do you feel about this? Well, I mean, he, Toad always does say he's the best, so <laughs> I can't help but draw bang. that comparison. Oh, no. Bang, I know, bang, it's unfortunate. Bang, bang, I, don't, I, I, I hate oh, to say it. So he was hiding in plain sight this whole time. I think, you know... Toad just wants to make America does, great does again. Does Toad want to keep the Koopas out of Mushroom Kingdom? Oh, man. I mean, yeah, yes. Canonically, yes. Yeah. No! Canonically, yeah. yes. Oh, God. Oh, well, my entire thing... Well, okay, Stormy, you're back on my good side. <laughs> Stormy, you made it back on Griffin's good list. All right, Griff, um, let's get through this already bullshit so we can introduce our guest. What have you been playing recently? Mm, I beat the Spider-Mans. Did you 100% the Spider-Mans? Or just like no, I, I just beat the Spider-Mans. Uh, and I'm so sorry, God of War, to ever think that something could top you as Game of the Year. God of War remains the best game of the year. Um, Spider-Man <sighs> kind of dropped the ball in a lot of ways um, that we'll probably just talk more about in depth maybe in a future episode. Probably will. Here's the thing. You think that God of War is Game of the Year, but I'm going to say this. I think Divinity 2 is Game of the Year. That game didn't come out this year. It did for PlayStation Xbox. Yeah, count for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's Game of last year. <laughs> um, it's so good. It's fucking crazy. Like, mm-hmm. there's just like, what I like about it is that there's infinite ways to solve like every puzzle. Like today I got stuck because I was in a mine full of uh, traps and I kept dying because I'm not good at watching where I'm walking. 
Oh my and gosh. I was like, no, I'm going to get out of this. And then I found a spell that gives me wings. So I just flew across the tunnel to the other side. So if you're bad at doing things, there's just easy get out of. Well, it's not a question. If you're bad at doing <laughs> one kind of thing, you do a different thing. Like you, like, you know, if I hadn't made my dude a polymorph shape changing wizard, I wouldn't have had that option. But I did. <laughs> wow. That freedom, that freedom to yeah. be a wizard. No, it's cool. Like, I don't know. I like, I like puzzle games, but especially puzzle games where the puzzles have like four or five solutions rather than just like one. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, well that sounds like a good game. Doesn't sound like a game I'll play anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> it's like a hundred hours turn-based RPG. I don't think it's yeah. really one that's like your your bag uh yeah and a uh, quick last last uh, last thing before we introduce our guest and uh, before she just completely passes out from boredom no. um i have uh successfully unsubscribed from world of warcraft lux Woo! congratulations I, I, I only new record i only played for like two and a half weeks this time good job nice I just, you know, there's too many games to play and we got this podcast and I've got a responsibility to our fans to, you know, um, play the games and not just watch the videos. Mm -hmm. I agree 100% (laughs) that that's what you should do. And also, I just think that like World of Warcraft, even like the most healthy version of it is like it's a game that depends on like conditioning you to get addicted to stuff. Yeah. And I just I got I but I got what I wanted out of it and I was able to quit, you know, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, but uh, moving on, we have a really <laughs> great guest this I'm week about our guests. Oh, wow. So good about our guests. She already completely turned the toad controversy on her head. She is a hilarious comedian based in Los Angeles, California. Chelsea Pope. Oh, my God. Welcome to the podcast. Wow. Thank oh you for God. coming down on this <laughs> afternoon of yours to waste an hour and a half. Oh my gosh, I'd be yeah. wasting it at home otherwise. So thank you for having me. I appreciate the company. I'm not in a yeah, void anymore. The big, the big benefit of this podcast is giving people ways to waste time outside of the I love house. it. Thank you. That's all <laughs> I want. No, thank really. you so much so for coming. Can I, okay, so here's a question that's probably insanely stupid, which will set the tone. Um, have you ever thought what people would call you if you were the Pope? Uh, if I were the Pope? I mean, Whoa, so like, they po- call me the Pope, oh, it'd be Pope right? Pope. Oh yeah, well, Pope Pope. No, it's like they get Pope, new Pope. names. They call me Pope Pope. I'd be like, what up? Pope, Pope. <laughs> Pope, Pope. Oh damn, Pope Pope is really good. <laughs> new, maybe a new character. <laughs> like, hey, what up? I'm Pope Pope. <laughs> uh, did you guys uh, see uh, the Young Pope on HBO? No, I didn't. Dude, I, did. uh, I didn't. I thought huge missed opportunity uh, to be a really fun show about a young pope. I mean, I it, could, it could have been funny. Great. Okay, it, that seems like it would have been a good like '90s uh, comedy yeah, movie, right? Right. It wasn't like the goofy Disney Channel original movie <laughs> yeah, about like there Macaulay Culkin's yeah. little brother becomes That'd be the so Pope. Funny. Like, or like blank check, but yeah. the young Pope. Let's get more Culkins in there. I was chosen by God. <laughs> Let's party. <Yeah. laughs> blank, blank papacy. Um, no, it was a really good show though. I used to go on this basketball podcast weirdly and do a segment where I'd review every episode of The Young Pope each week. Oh my god! That sounds like it really cohes with the rest of the podcast. Well, you know, that's my brand. Dude, I mean, is just shoving shit where it doesn't a, belong. There's an audience for everything. I feel like if there's one thing I've learned from the just oh, the actually, podcasting C, right? <laughs> that's true. Basically, yeah. there's, there's the an audience of thirty for everybody. Pretty much. Listener <laughs> reaction was not 30. totally positive. Yeah, yeah. People were like, "Who is this dude? Why does he sound so stoned? And why are we talking about the young pope?" Oh man, you're listening <laughs> a response that's positive. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah, you ain't made it till you hate it. Yeah, you ain't um, made it till you hate oh, it. In that case, I made it so long ago. Uh, so. 
Chelsea, we know you have a future potentially in the Vatican, but let's talk a little yeah, bit yeah, about yeah. your past. Oh, thank um, okay. so, Here we go. Uh, if you'll allow us to. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> um, it. Let's get the skeletons out. So I out. met you uh, at an uh, open mic at UCB, right? Yeah, I think yeah the not too met. shabby shows. Yes, and yeah. you're, doing, uh, you're doing characters at, uh, up there yeah. uh, every week. That you got to get the reps in. Yeah, that was always really fun to watch you do. Um, but where are you from originally? I actually don't know much about oh, you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Well, here it is. I'm from Rancho Cucamonga. I grew up there. Uh, very typical suburb life. Uh, That's Southern California, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like an hour show. east from okay, here. Cool. Thank you for asking, yeah. Griffin. Yeah, you're like, where is it? Doesn't everybody know where Rancho Yeah, so Ireland must have been crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there ranches there? And also, what's a Cucamonga? Okay, so it translates to Sandy Ranch. Like, literally, the name Rancho Cucamonga. It does sound like Australian or something, right? Or New Zealand. It doesn't sound. Yeah, no, it sounds. It definitely does. And also, Rancho Cucamonga. Cucamonga. If I could give one note, on naming that town. Yeah, sure. Uh, Sandy Ranch is not a good ranch. No, it's not. It's, it's uh, you know, uh, stunningly accurate, but not a good ranch at all. You can't really grow things on a Sandy Ranch. That's why all the grapevines died. Uh, <laughs> what, are the ho- what are the horses going to eat? What, that's a good question. There aren't really a lot of horses in, in Rancho Cucamonga. I always thought that was really weird. There's like uh, horse trails. There's dirt dirt trails, but like no one has horses. Even oh, like the rich people n- don't have horses. No, actually, I, dr- I remember driving through Orange County and seeing some rich ass white people riding their horses like on an intersection where horses had no business Fucking being insane privilege <laughs> to me that's wild but like like that's true though there are people that you know when you hire you would go up in the hills but that's like a weird level of rich like if i'm ever rich enough to own horses it's like on an estate somewhere you would think like right? it's like my my farmhouse or whatever and there's horses on it like i'm not gonna like live in like a nice ish gated community suburb and like ride my horse next to cars <laughs> that's weird right you want the attention don't you yeah. yeah exactly it just seems like shitty for the horse. No one knows that you're like a special rich though and the horse can <laughs> yeah. take it. I mean, come on. You're sitting on it. No, I'm just being <laughs> Yeah, it's being like a, I, feel like you, I feel like you could just put a horse on a non-sandy ranch and if you want people to know you were rich, just buy a crown. I mean, you would think, but, uh, you know, I think it's just, it, there's a multi-purpose with the horse. You can get places with it. Sure. Yeah. You know? I'm just saying I'll there's nothing worse. horses you know, or rich people. Well, there's nothing worse <laughs> than like uh, a poor rich person, right? Yeah, that's how I feel. Frugal rich person. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you grew up uh, amongst... what maybe one to two horses and a lot of rich you know people. it was it was it was a weird cross section like uh-huh. it's kind of like how out here like a couple blocks a couple blocks higher in Los Feliz there's like mansions and whatnot and then a couple blocks lower it's like gets a little sketchy it was like that in Rancho Cucamonga too where it's like there was like the higher like the hills area it's like a lot of bougie people sure. and fancy track housing mm-hmm. and then the further down you go they turn to like single story mm-hmm. and then it just starts to get a little bit those sketchy people that only make $90,000 a year. And that's where I lived. <laughs> that's where I lived. Sketchy middle class. <laughs> no. So when I was younger, uh, my family moved to the suburbs and I always noticed that there was like always this weird tension of like, because you're right, there are like always fancy people and non-fancy people sharing space in the suburbs. Yeah, totally. And like there'd always be these hilarious interactions of like rich people just not understanding the rules of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I used to work at a pizza place and I got screamed at for not making giant pizzas for people. Like oh my God. we sold jumbo slices. Oh, you got screamed at for not making them giant they enough. They were not big enough. Yeah. No, we made jumbo slices and this guy came in once and was like, Hey, uh, can I get a jumbo pizza? And I was like, no, like the slice of the size of like the size of like the oven width wise. And he was like, well, just put them all in at once. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> he was like, can you make me eight and put this them in a box? Andre I was like, I don't have a box big enough to fit eight of these slices in a circle. That would be like two feet across. 
Who's this lunatic? And I feel like you get that in like all kinds of weird suburb areas. Yes. Just like you get like the working class place and this rich dude who shows up and yells at everyone. Have you ever seen any like of that kind of nonsense where you were living? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It was a, a weird a, a mix of people that were like aspiring for middle class and people who were just like wealthier than middle class but they wanted to like show off mm-hmm. like wanted to be the big oh, yeah. big fish in the small pond so to speak so they had like mm-hmm. really tricked out nice shit and then you'd have other people that were like in a nice house but definitely uh not not taking care of their cars maybe in it was exchange like, um, or i don't know it was like sort of the housing equivalent of like when i buy jeans one size too small so i'll force myself to lose weight bingo it yeah, was that, like that i buy the super fancy house so i force myself to get <laughs> yeah, rich yes. it's that kind of manifestation it's that kind of impossible aspiration we're talking about lux oh absolutely um absolutely. Hey, i've lost, <laughs> lost a size of pants pounds before you know? honestly you look not, slimmer without the hat today i also shaved and i also have lost weight i also haven't eaten for two days oh. that's True. That'll oh, do there it. There you go. That'll do it. Um, Especially the last uh, but I forgot so, to eat yesterday. Today yeah. is Yom Kippur. By the oh, way, okay, congrats. Good job, Yom Kippur. Is it I, still for, Yom I remember Kippur? what you're supposed to say. I don't know either. Um, but Chelsea, enough holiday. about Yom Kippur, God damn it. We don't care. <laughs> Every week with Yom Kippur. Literally once a year. Literally just today. So this is kind of a big deal then if it's every week. Yeah, I know that we chose to record on the most important day on the Jewish calendar. And that yeah. was your choice. Oh, man. Um, but this is not a Yom Kippur-podcast. All right, oh, I'll see job. myself Good job. Out. Good job. It is a Yom Kippur-podcast. What are you doing? So, Chelsea, when did you move to L.A.? I moved here uh, 2011 mm-hmm. to finish my English Lit degree. I was uh, going to community college in Rancho Cucamonga and then uh, transferred to UCLA to get my bachelor's. And I lived in Westwood for a hot minute, and then I decided I wanted to. Ooh, Westwood. I was in. Well, you know, that's where that's where the school's at, and uh, I had some roommates there. And then I just I wanted to be on my own, so I moved to Los Feliz. Uh, my mom and my uh, dad used to manage a building kind of in this area when they were like my age. So there's something about like the symmetry of that, like me going over to the east side where it's like the. The cool people. I don't know. I don't know. It's an overstatement, maybe. But no, no. It was, the East Side is yeah. where you want to live currently. Yeah. In Los Angeles, you like definitely don't want to live in Westwood. I just, yeah, I definitely like was always more attracted to the energy of being uh, more inland as opposed to the West Side. It was like Westwood's great if you're yeah. like uh, if you're like a middle aged millionaire with like a pill problem. There like, you go. It's I mean, that's so sad over there to me. Pretty spot Westwood on. Westwood also pretty spot on. one of the best game development companies of the nineties. Uh, which one? Westwood. Oh, okay. Westwood Studios. They made all their Crondor games. They made the Command and Conquer games. And they made other stuff. Okay. So speaking of games, and this really great segue (laughs) I made that's very clever. Yeah, for sure. um, When you you were growing up in Rancho Cucamonga, or even when you moved to to LA, Uh have you been playing games like all along? Or like, what's your relationship with uh, Um, with video games? I think, you know, different games, like I'll lock into them and get really into them. Like uh, coming out to LA, I was like still really into uh, World of Warcraft at the time. Oh, yeah, there was wow. this, this guy I was dating while I was in uh, junior college and he and his brother were addicted to that game. And I was like the jealous girlfriend, like, you're not giving me enough energy. So you attention. got World of Warcraft. I was, yeah, no, I was. <laughs> he was like, baby, you should try it, you know? And I was like, Okay, I guess I'll be like a blood elf or something. <laughs> and then, Dude, then I was a blood elf. You were a blood elf Shocker. too. They're very attractive. Um, yeah, I mean, y'all both kind of like looked apart for blood elves. That's I'd, be an or- I'd be an orc. Yeah, oh, you'd be an orc. Um, yeah, well, my uh, or like a, dwar- a dwarf or something maybe. They're, they're yeah, they sturdy. have these weird, really long incisors that you well, can't really well, see on. The yeah, yeah, you're you an orc. fight for the horde anyway. I was never that big on the alliance. Sure. Personally, I always just yeah. thought they were like they like. 
they're like, oh, you're like so good. You're like knights. You're like humans and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, I think exactly. you're so great. The Alliance players are like the Rancho Cucamonga people. And yeah, that's just pretty much this is me <laughs> where, being part of the, the Horde was rebelling against side, my upbringing. <laughs> 100%. Uh, that's so funny. I always feel like I'm embarrassed to talk about World of Warcraft and then I discover people that I didn't expect ever to have played that. No, nah, dude. Oh, no. It was, well, to be fair, it was like a really uh, addicting game. Like, sure. once you got into it, you know, mm-hmm. it like got incrementally harder. And then, yeah, you start like getting into the stuff you're like man i want to get like that fancy cloak and yeah and then uh uh if you you collect too many rest too much rest experience this was the issue i was having where like we'd quit for like swaths of time uh my ex and I, and then we come back in, we get all this rest experience, but then like our armor didn't match our level that mm-hmm. we were now at. And so then we'd have to like, just spend all this time burning on shitty quests just to like level up our armor so that we could actually go to like, what, like Azeroth or I don't know where, I don't remember yeah, all the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah Azeroth, Azeroth, just so we could actually like be formidable, uh, players in a raid and like people wouldn't like troll us and kick us out or whatever. So how did your wow career end? Um, well, when I, when I transferred to UCLA, I, I remember I got my, uh, I used part of my loan to get a MacBook and like I downloaded World of Warcraft onto it. And then just literally after like the first week of classes, I was like, grow the fuck up. This is is so stupid. There's breaking points. And usually is when like uh, something else in your life is like clearly more important. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Chelsea, like you worked really fucking hard to get to, (laughs) to, 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 you know, just get yourself through college to get to this point. And, uh, like, let this go. I think I was still playing a little bit, like, because I was still in a relationship with the guy that uh, I was playing. We were going on these quests and whatnot mm-hmm. together. And this is the most romantic thing I've ever heard. Oh, it was. The, I mean, that was the peak of our relationship. We'd be in <laughs> separate rooms in his house. Like, he'd be upstairs. I'm, I'm and resubscribing. I'd be I'm resubscribing right now. Yeah, you gotta. Fi- you just gotta find the, or- the blood elf to your orc, <laughs> you know, because he was an orc and we would go on quests and we'd have to play in separate rooms because there yeah. were two different computers. We didn't we couldn't play side by side, but like, we'd literally sit for hours and hours just questing in different rooms is terrible anyway Kristen, what you have to do is just model your tinder bio after this conversation just find someone who wows i don't, I, don't like, I think oh, I've, I've been trying to break away from that genre of uh, of the tinder dating bio. pool <laughs> yeah <laughs> just that dating pool in general i uh, uh-huh. like the genre yeah. of dating apps uh uh genre of date well just dating apps in general suck but uh I think I, I need somebody who's a little more extroverted who's not gonna who's not gonna be like yeah it's, that's a great idea let's sit let's sit at home for ten hours and then you know during the summertime it's like the most beautiful time of year and we have a pool outside and let's just let's oh, see, fucking quest I love spending see my whole deal is I do spend ten hours a day inside during the summer but in Texas the summer is uh, a poison. Uh, it's a, a, a murderous it's poison. It's a poison. Box. Well, it's getting yeah. hotter. That, That's you, tough. You're right. It yeah. was easier to play World of Warcraft in Texas because outside oh, was yeah. not an option. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I never got into it, but I mm-hmm. feel like if I got into it, it would be way easier for me to get into it here than it would be for me to get into it in LA Absolutely. or in, like, in California. Because yeah. like, in California, you can go outside in the summer. There's nice and things it's like to not do. The worst experience I mean, of your it, it life. Does, it has gotten hotter, and like, yeah, I, I enjoy a nice day in a cool, air-conditioned space and whatnot. But uh, especially back then, it was like, like, why are we wasting precious time together? Especially when I knew I was going to be transferring to a different school, and like, mm-hmm. he was, uh, oh, for he sure. was still finishing uh, his associates, and like, like we didn't have that much of time left together, <laughs> so to speak. And then like, I just it was just, why aren't we like? Well, that's that's in how the pool. it became like a bonding thing, and then it became like kind of like a anti bonding. I think it was a, a form of like like uh, uh, togetherness and avoidance at the same time. Right, like sure. we were speaking the same language Absolutely. when we were playing this game, or like when we'd watch mm-hmm. movies and like yeah. throw ourselves into like 
consuming stuff together, but sure. then like one-on-one time could be anyway. Like, why, this isn't like a relationship uh, <laughs> podcast, right? One thing that when this podcast gets most interesting is when our guests have something that's related to video games that isn't video games. Yeah, Cause then yeah. we don't have to get, boring listening to me talk about mechanics oh, no, for sure. 45 minutes my first uh my first guild uh major guild in wow that i would like show up for every week and play with i uh, yeah. was run by uh, a married couple mm-hmm. and they're like they're like fights would like bleed into the guild and stuff and mm. like eventually the guild broke up because oh, they got God. divorced See? in real life yeah uh, and then like they transferred servers oh, and back then like that was a big deal yeah. like, i'm le- like i'm leaving you i'm leaving this server <laughs> so that's funny. a huge deal so, it's a huge the deal being like i broke up with you and i'll be stepping into the alternate reality <laughs> where kirsten dunst and gwyneth paltrow have switched lives there you and go. everything else is the same yeah 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 um, but so one other thing i wanted to ask you about before uh, we get into the game you brought uh is that uh I, I i met you when you were doing characters out here for sure uh and that seems to be something that you like to do a lot on the stage is, is do these characters um are, are these characters uh people that, like you know uh, or like where do you get them from yeah well it's definitely a lot of them are inspired from people that i know whether it's a physical affect or their point of view um some of them i have a uh I have a clear idea of what I want to execute, like what the funny thing really is about it that like was memorable about that person. And then uh, in other cases, it's like exploring hypotheticals or just going into like what the what like what are like all the funky weird emotions that we experience underneath our surface level interactions? Like where does the uh, anger, jealousy or defensiveness or uh uh, the feelings where, uh, like, inferiority comes in. I, I hear that. The, the the funky feelings underneath is yeah. an interesting way to put it. Because I do feel there's like... probably a better... There's probably way No, but I do feel like everyone I interact with is very, like, album. cordial. I'm cordial with everyone. Yes. Cordial. Yeah. But there are different experiences with different people. And it, and there are those funky feelings underneath. A hundred percent. Like, okay. you feel that you can... You know, sometimes you'll talk to somebody and you can feel this. Like, well, I'm doing really good, too. I'm... I'm, I'm uh, you know, my, my life is great. I yes. get sucked into energies really quickly. So... Yeah. Someone else's energy, like if they're if they've got something going on, and I'm just like a blank slate. I'm like, oh, now I'm just yeah. feeling whatever you're doing. I'm feeling, I'm oh, feeling, your, I'm in you're my feelings. I'm in your feelings. <laughs> like, oh, we are very different that way. Um, <laughs> I, if I am sleepy, I will bring a room down with me. And if I have high energy, and if I have high energy, oh, I will like. So we're the absorbers like, to your oh, uh, to your mess. Yeah, I don't know what it is about my personality, but this does happen. Is like I, I will. Ruin, I will like bring an energy that will ruin the space that I'm in most of the time. <laughs> I relate to that. I, I think I relate to that though. And I think like part of going, doing the characters that I do, um, at least like the creation and, and working on them is like for a way for me to channel those feelings. Um, because when they, when they just stow away in myself, they, they bleed out and how I interact with other people and like, I want to get along with people, but I also have this, uh, there's also this like a yucky weird thing or funny, funky weird thing that uh, I need to express, you know, um, now, it would be cool yeah. to get along with people. I do wonder what that would be. <laughs> What's it like to get along? I'm still learning that too, though. I think we all <laughs> are. Like, I imagine it's insanely cool. Um, <laughs> do you ever, when you're considering these characters, I mean, like, so these, I haven't, so Griffin's new performs. So he has like all this extra Intel, like scouting report that I don't have. Um, <laughs> But like, do you 
do you ever think about like these kind of things and you like, I don't know if you play the kind of video games, like these kind of character questions come up or do you think about this kind of thing that kind of like your wow character? Oh yeah. In the context like, of like gameplay and whatnot. I think that yeah. there's, there's a, there's a lot of that influence on like how I perceive things or like, you know, the relationships that you have with the people that you're playing with or if with you're just playing with yourself to decompress. Um, without like rambling too much, like we were talking about my ex just now with world of Warcraft, but there's like every game inspires like, like it's, there's like this nostalgic step back into like who you were and who you were with when you're playing those games, like, um, like board game night with my family. My mom's favorite game was sorry. And I think in some ways I look back and I'm like, was poorly, my mom, poorly designed. I just, it's, ugh, it's a terrible game. But like, I think my mom was having us play that just so we would like learn manners better in a weird way, <laughs> you know, like looking at that or like my sister was the one who had the, we both had video game consoles. We were spoiled little kids, but like I had the, the PS two and she had the Nintendo 64 Ooh, and, wow. uh, I was actually really like jealous of her. Uh, cause she, you know, I would have to sneak into a room when she wasn't in it, or I'd have to like, I'd ha- we'd have to negotiate mm. uh, times where we what, could what switch an arms game race. consoles. Putting a PS2 and an N64 yeah. in separate rooms. I know it was. This it was. Is, this is some. This is some. Rough. Demilitarized zone shit. This yeah. is some North well, Korea. Shit. A There's mili- a lot of that. In your metaphor, it's a militarized zone. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I think my mom like kind of polarized <laughs> my sister and I with stuff to like games, for instance. You know, and yeah. so. Uh, uh, it's interesting like, hmm. how that works. Do you see it ever go the other direction where like stuff you did in video game stuff influences the way that you like perceive or put together characters? Like, does that ever happen? Oh to you? yeah. I mean, you know, you can kind of, you can take feelings and pieces from like what you're feeling while you're playing the game or from the characters and like the story work that comes up in the games themselves. Like, uh, uh, there, there's plenty of interesting characters in World of Warcraft. I know we, like, we're, that's not the game that I'm here for, but like uh, in other video games too, there's like uh, uh, weird, crazy archetypes that you can delve into, like uh, the villain characters and uh, like I think about like the Crash Bandicoot, the villain in that. Like what a what a weirdo oh, yeah. that Neo guy was. Cortex, yeah, the big yeah. head. He's such a weirdo, right? That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah. So these things. <laughs> They Some of those out, games do, you know? do do actually have good, big, broad, comedic characters that you don't think about. Yeah. Like games like Spyro and Crash. Yes, Spyro's um, another one. They did have some, they did have, like, uh, like I remember Mr. Moneybags from Spyro. Yeah. Uh, it's like the bear that's always charging you money. Yes. Like, that was a very funny character. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely that. The last wrestling show that we did, I, I write and do stuff for this wrestling show that's very, very weird. Uh, the bad guy we've been crafting for like four shows in a row is like explicitly based or like not explicitly, but it's very much based off of like fa- a final fantasy villain. Oh yeah. See like, uh, just Sephiroth? Like, Sephiroth or like uh what's his name from six or like any of those guys who are just like, I know how to fix the world and I'll do it with my powers and I don't care who it hurts <laughs> yeah. because of justice. Yeah. Those are some um, great so characters you can play with, you know, like there's good, yeah. good story work that like you can find. Um, um, but speaking of stories, I think we should get oh into God, a little bit of same his thing. story. Oh yeah, yeah. About the game you've brought on this week. Oh yes, <clears throat> I'm into that. So just imagine there's epic music playing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the early 1990s of Japan, one racing game had captured the hearts of gamers with its high-speed futuristic racing. Its name was F Zero, and it was quickly becoming one of the most popular games in Japan. Nintendo producer Shigeru Miyamoto could tell racing games were a hot new thing and wanted to cash in on the car craze. Miyamoto's goal was to create a racing game that could allow two players to race each other, distinguishing themselves from the one-player fare of F Zero. The first prototype never featured Mario. Instead, it was merely a generic man in overalls in the 
cart. When observing how one cart looked to another driving past it, they decided to see what it would look like with Mario in the cart. Thinking that having Mario in the cart looked better than previous designs, the idea of a Mario-themed racing game was born. Super Mario Kart was released in 1992 and has been credited with inventing the kart racing subgenre of video gaming, and soon after its release, seemingly every other major developer was creating their own version to lesser success. With multiple sequels and Mario sports-based adventures created for decades after, this game represents the birth of one of the most popular franchises of all time. This week on Game Boys, we're driving over all the bananas with Mario Kart. <laughs> great read, great read. Wait, that's fucking psycho. I always thought that this game was like, they're like, we have Mario, everyone loves a Mario, we're gonna monetize this by like making a bunch of different Mario games. I didn't realize they were just making a racing game absent the idea of Mario, and then we're just like... Oh, it's we'll just yeah, thing Smash, it's which we did a few yeah, weeks ago. People were just making a game and we're like, this game kind of sucks. What if we put Mario in it? Yeah, suddenly it's like you can project yourself onto these relatable characters and yeah. then so it's it's like way more it just makes it oh, way yeah. more fun. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not totally. I guess as I just, interesting for I, some reason. In my brain, I always thought Nintendo was like this incredible like foresight company that was like and then we'll have a racing game and everyone will love it cuz there find Mario there no. and then we'll teach then we'll do tennis. And instead, it was just like, we just keep making games that are shitty and trying to mail them out by sticking Mario <laughs> in them. I mean, it always does works. that not make them just so much more human and relatable and No, it absolutely accessible. does. It <laughs> makes them entrepreneurs. There you go. Um, it makes Miyamoto-san seem less like a wizard and more like a person. There you go. Yeah, it, ma- oh, it makes it seem... Which yeah. I both like and don't <laughs> it like. It makes it seem attainable. Uh, but yeah, it's so funny that... Uh, this entire one of the most popular things of all time like would have been just a forgettable generic thing without character because like that's what people really care about like imagine playing this game with just like Racer one two three four. Oh, you know and what I find interesting too I'm like if you're in the new one I do race with uncle a lot the generic me character. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's just because you're a contrarian. I'm a living troll. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I will say, like, uh, there's another N64 game I liked playing. It was uh, 1080. And I was oh, like, that would... Hell yeah. Could you imagine, though, if that had been Mario-themed? How much, like, co- even cooler Ooh. that might have been? Yeah. I don't know. I, oh I, I love the idea of, like, like Princess Peach snowboarding. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it fucking rules. Well, that's the thing. It's like, those characters are so, like attenuated to the mushroom kingdom that sticking them like anywhere else is always like ooh, yeah ooh. like what's gonna happen you know like like, like how does what that happens affect? if yoshi plays tennis yeah. i don't know yeah because you know this the different ones were faster than others or had like funnier little isms and the sound effects yeah, no, that they great. made they all were interesting like that and so yeah, many other places immediately after this game come out tried to do exactly that yeah i don't know what it is about these characters and if they just got there first or what but like they tried to do it with Sonic right mm-hmm. after they mm-hmm. made a Sonic racing game. It didn't do as well. They're just not you as know. enjoyable. I don't, yeah, the, uh, the iconoclastic it? Mario. Just Mario. I think yeah, he has more history. I think he's. I don't know. I think there's maybe a more enjoyable, whimsical storyline to yeah. him. Uh, just the artwork, maybe. Yeah, I, also I didn't really get into Sonic as a kid. I think mm-hmm. Mario was a little oh. more unisex too, in a, in a weird way. If that oh, makes sense, I think Sonic there's something gender dude. based a little bit. I think I think Sonic did feel a little bit dudeish when I was like I think a kid. That's definitely Whoa, true. I'm sure there's gr- I'm sure there's female like gamers and whatnot that are like, that's not true. I loved Sonic growing up. Um, you know, also no, I just didn't have a Sega. That's probably what it really was. <laughs> I didn't have a. Yeah, that's part of it. But Sonic's definitely coded more like in that traditional like '90s 
male extreme sports mode than Mario. Yeah, he's, he's hardcore. You like know, a, he's got that like the the way he's designed and he ro- and he sp- yeah. spin rolls. I'm very fast. Yeah, I'm a fireball. Yeah. I'm right. coming at you. <laughs> and I just don't think that like Sonic ever like Sonic and Tails are obviously like sort of as compelling a duo as Mario and Luigi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there was ever like the same like breadth of stuff. Like there was no Toad. There was no like no. Beach. It's also like the prince. There's also yeah. a weird knight knight in shining armor quality with Mario and mm-hmm. princesses and castles and and the the lore of all that like just like that just strikes like a way bigger nerve i think in like yeah. in culture yeah exactly strikes a chord there you so go so why did you bring uh, this game on in particular uh because similarly like it's it struck a really big chord for me as a kid it was mm-hmm. a um it was like the most fun, addictive, uh, accessible game for me. It's something you could play by yourself. You could play up to four people. Um, there were like there were different ways that you could play it. There was the different feels from the uh, characters depending on if you rode with Donkey Kong, and he was it was better. It was easier to like push people out of the way with him, or you could do like Toadstool because uh, or uh, he, he was faster. Uh, or Peach just because she was, you know, cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, did Peach have a power? I don't know what her uh, power was. Uh, I think she was closer to like the Mario spec. Okay, which is, like pretty middle of the road. Yeah, pretty middle of the road. Um, but also too, like the the time in my life playing that, like as a kid, that was um, that was an especially fun, addictive game. And my my sister and I, we'd play that together, and like we were both very competitive and. Um, when we play that, I was usually Peach, and she preferred to be Toad. Actually, Toadstool. Um, and he and, and I, I don't know that just like the things that I remember from that were just really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, it's just a good game. It's a fun oh, game. It's a, the N64 <laughs> is one of the best games for sure. Yeah. It's an incredibly good game for sure. I do have a controversial opinion about this. We'll get to later. But oh, okay. Um, uh, the thing about that is it came out at least for me. Um, and I think we're all around the same age. They're like the prime like sit on the couch with your friends yeah. or siblings and play video games yes. together age. And it was always like, like you had Mario party, which was fun, but it was like a four person, like two hour commitment. It's, it's, it's much. I only just played like version of the Mario party recently, like with friends. And I mean, I was also kind of crossfaded. Maybe that was part of the problem. <laughs> it's just too much stimuli. It's just too much happening. This is a very pro <laughs> Mario party podcast <laughs> to, um, I think I might actually, oh, Griffin, I might actually be in LA for a Mario party release for the, by the oh, way. yeah. Which by the way, if you're in Los Angeles, like a big deal. Uh, I am hosting a, a launch day party. Oh, my uh, God. For Super Mario Party for the Nintendo Switch on October, I oh, might be there as a special guest. Uh, I can't remember what time my flight is or what day it is, but I think it's then. I can't remember. Like um, when sorry. you land or when you leave. I think I either get in the day before or I get in that early afternoon that day. Uh, well, we'll be going for for like a week straight, so it'll be fine. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah, saying I'm awesome. it. But anyways, we're not talking about Mario Party. We're talking about Mario Kart. And so this is a question <laughs> I have: Have you played? Um, did you keep playing like the new editions that came I out? Have at not, all, or did you I sort only of played hardcore that, 64 that hardcore mm-hmm. 64. 64. <laughs> I was just on, just on that. We didn't really upgrade mm-hmm. uh, games too much. I think that was like a uh, a lengthy phase, but still just a phase of my sister and I's lives. You know, um, I think that was like yeah, elementary, maybe early middle school, where we really played a lot of those games, and then we started doing other little extracurriculars and whatnot as we got older. But um, Right, that yeah. was an era. The, that that those couple games was an era where like 
you weren't a video gamer if you played them. Like it was most just people most people played it. Played them. Yeah. It was accessible. It wasn't too expensive. It wasn't too much of a time investment. Also, it's not like a, a a hard game. It's arcade. I really appreciated you know. that about it because, like, as a kid, I just would get. I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't like challenging games. Uh-huh. I, you know. Um, yeah, the ones. Uh, I think. I think what was nice about Mario Kart is it was just easier to play than even like. Uh, you know, uh, I had other, I had like PS2 games that were like too hard for me. I yeah, think as a kid, like Spider Man, I remember trying to play Spider Man, uh-huh. and I would always be just in the practice grid, like trying uh-huh. to just swing and shit. Because <laughs> I was like, "There's no stakes here. <laughs> this is safe." Like I wouldn't. And everyone's kind of at the same level of skill with with the with Mario. Kart. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, very few people. I mean, there are. People who yeah, play tell that competitively. To gets to the show, Laura Lewis, <laughs> aka Dill. She's a very She's good at that game, and it is oh, not yeah. fun to play with her. Oh. Really. Sure, but I think I think over most people, everyone's at a similar skill level as opposed to lots of games today, where it's like your friend. If I try to get my friends to play a game, I'm gonna be way better than them at it. It's not gonna be fun. Yeah, exactly. You want it to be a little more like it's it's the fun of it. You know, it's yeah. it's silly. It's like that's what it's it's not like violent when you when you get when you fall off the bridge. Yeah, uh, there's like two buttons. Yeah, exactly. It's like you fall off and then like this guy with the, on the cloud with the hook comes yeah. and gets you. It's like silly, you know, or do we know that man's name? What is Mr. that? Mr. Huh? Lucky two, Malaki two, Malaki two. Okay, so he's the he's the ex machina character that yeah. comes and rescues yeah. you when you yeah. fall off the, he's, the, he the rainbow the road. And he has a. He has, he's both, he's the cameraman and he floats in a crowd, cloud and has the fishing pole. What an unsung world. hero that fool <laughs> yeah. is, man. Really, he's really saving the day. I think they let you play with him in one of the later games. Oh, that'd be interesting. I'm going to say for this one. It's like, who watches the Watchmen, though? Like, who's going to rescue him when he goes off the bridge? Who's, yeah, who's, yeah. who uh, hooks maybe the hookman? Maybe who no hooks one. the hookman? <laughs> oh, my God. Who lifeguards the lifeguard? Oh, yeah. But, like, uh, I uh, played this game fish. recently at a party, and I was shocked at how hard it was. Oh, um, yeah. I've played, like, I have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I think, for the Switch, which is the one they released for the Switch, which is uh-huh. like a port of the uh-huh. Wii U one or something. Uh, and that's very, like, smooth and streamlined and, like, very fun and easy to play. Uh-huh. Uh, playing the 64, I got my ass kicked. It's just, like, a little bit jankier. And it's, like, yeah, there is some jankiness to it. I remember that. There's jank, and there's also, like, it's not as forgiving as the newer ones. Like, your gas takes longer to start up. Yeah. And, like, when you hit a corner, you, like... I kind of like halt. that though. Yeah, it's like it's punishing. You could drive uh, into the ocean in theory and get like stuck. Like when yeah. you're on the island one in particular, if mm-hmm. you go into the wet sand, like you mm-hmm. feel the repercussions of that pretty yes. quickly. Or, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they it, it was well done. Like the the pitfalls were like not insubstantial. Like mm-hmm. like that was that's something that's very true. Or like uh, the the freeway one when you're going when you're driving against oh, yeah. traffic on the freeway. That's mm-hmm. that's that a turnpike. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Like Those when I'm tough. playing the new ones, I get ahead of everyone else and I'm like, OK, I just got to maintain this. But like when I was playing the old one, every minute, every turn, I had there was fear in my heart. <laughs> that Like one wrong move and I would like just lose the lead, It's Yeah, I know? think that's where like that was the threshold that I could take. Yeah. Like that was like as high of anxiety as I was willing to embrace yeah. as a as a mm-hmm. amateur uh, gamer. Because otherwise yeah. it was just like like on the PS2 I played like the Spice Girls game. <laughs> you just like dance what and like the hit the Spice right. Girls game? That was, yeah, it was wait, like DDR. Was Spice Girls yeah, it was a Spice nice. Girls game and it was like oh and they did a Britney's dance beat one too cool. where it's just you're hitting like x x triangle x and triangle at the same time circle square circle square circle and it's just and then you watch it on the screen they're doing it's literally like ddr but uh predominantly with your right thumb 
I'm bad at GDR, but I have a deep and abiding love for it because when I lived in New York, I used to go to Chinatown Fair and there was this one arcade where people would play DDR and uh-huh. old Chinese men would sit on benches across the street and drink whiskey and eat dumplings and gamble on the DDR games. Oh my and God. I used to go, and I used to go and do that with them for hours. That's and it funny. Was so, so I like love DDR immensely and that game sounds fun, but I'm insanely bad at those games. Yeah, no, it's uh, hard, it was, right? The coordination of it, you know, I mean. Yeah, it's way more challenging i think than a thing like like you're saying than a thing like fucking mario kart i think mario like kart at least you can, you can get uh your focus is uh your focus i don't know your focus is is channeled in a different way where it's not as uh i don't know it's not as is not as annoying mm-hmm. yeah well then there's a little more there's like even if it's marginally there's like a little more choice making yeah. so you can feel like yeah oh if i use a weapon at the right time or if i take a shortcut or if i do this thing right i can like make it's up time fun. but in that game if you like get out of your rhythm you're just like oh exactly uh, yeah the rhythm it's like it's not really that ex- it just gets harder and then you don't feel a sense of reward for it whereas like with mario kart you felt a clear and tangible sense of reward if, when you won a certain round that would move you up to the front of the line in the next round or like if you you know if you placed wherever you placed that moved mm-hmm. you up in the lineup and then you know at the end yeah. there's the trophy ceremony and that's a big deal you know <laughs> gosh what's not to like about that you go to the castle you go on these pedestals they raise you and there's the the balloon fish it blows up in the air and then trophies <laughs> fall from the sky yeah Nintendo does have a good job of, of like doing the, the like the the winners at the end of matches it's a huge yeah. deal oh my God. no Nintendo like if there, Nintendo does a lot of things very well but maybe top of the list is just making you feel good about playing a video yeah game. exactly <laughs> like the, every game they make is like designed to like make you be like oh it makes you feel nice. good I felt that way too playing the uh, Game Boy Mario too whichever I can't remember you'd go into outer space in that one um, there were different like oh, that, different little realms which, that you would go into on the Game Boy oh, is that Mario Galaxy is that Mario Brothers 3 no, Mario oh. what is that Mar- Super Mario World or I think was it was it Super Mario World I think it was Super Mario World yeah Super Mario World you bounce around a lot of different places yeah yeah that was a fun one so the last thing I had to mention yeah. about this game is a topic we haven't talked about yet so yes. there's the racing mode but there's also this battle mode yeah <laughs> Which, yeah, you gotta uh, pop balloons. What, what a vocally, <laughs> what a vocal, uh, ne- like a negative vocal reaction that got from yeah. everyone who's not Griffin. <laughs> um, so, uh, how do you feel about battle mode? Oh, that takes me right back to my relationship with my sister. So we play <laughs> oh. that, and that, like, it, like it. My sister would genuinely get like so angry when we <laughs> when we play games and like I was doing better than her. Like it would it would genuinely piss her off. I mean, it would annoy me too when I lost things. But like I don't know. I think I had the expectation as a younger sister. I think in her in her mind it would, like it fucked with her alpha uh, uh, older sister uh, status oh, yeah, to to lose a video mindset. game. What's that? So you're fucking with her gorilla mindset. I think so. I think so. And so. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't do battle mode. You enjoyed mode all the, the time. mode. Did you? Because I don't like it. So you know, it was it was fun though to sometimes like when you play by yourself and then pretend you're in two player mode, huh. just so you could just hit, <laughs> you could just crash your car into the other person, and kill them three times. <laughs> and I had a lot of anger sometimes. I did that. I would do that, or I would like. That's so uh, funny because I did that yeah. in a James Bond game. It was like Nightfire or something. Yeah, like when I didn't have my neighbor come over to play with me, I would just do two player and like <laughs> shoot. Just, RPGs at myself, like two rocket launchers at yeah. myself. That's great. See, the, the PC kid who didn't get a console to later in life version of that is I used to have uh, toy trains that I would set on tracks to crash into each other. <laughs> 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 you know, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel evil, but like Every you're on top of the skyscraper. Every parent must think they're raising you. a serial killer, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, like there's just something it's like funny. there are some things in life that like as you get older you're like this is a tragedy but like things crashing into each other is like a cool piece of I physics. Think it's- like I can see how David Cronenberg or rather Cronenberg rather um <laughs> Uh, J- Michael Bay, J- Michael J- Bay, J- J- <laughs> Michael Bay. Write a whole book about people who get super horny after car, after car crashes. Is that Crash? Yeah, Crash the book by J.J. Bowers. Nice. Oh, that's that's really who have car crash, um, get well, car before this podcast uh, comes crashing down oh my around God. us, uh, we should go to a commercial break. <laughs> How much does your head move when you talk? If you're like me and many other people, it's not enough. You want to be more like a bobblehead or maybe Jay Leno. But we can do one thing to get you to the first thing, if not the second thing. Come to my house, my house which has a garage, a garage labeled Derek Dooley's Bobblehead Business. And we will turn you from a person to a bobblehead. What the fuck are you guys doing in my garage? What is this? What is the? I'm Jay Leno. What are you doing in my garage? Jay, this is my Jay Leno impression. And get out of my garage. No, no, no. We're running a business out of here. I'm zoned. I'm zoned. I'm zoned no, out of county. I'm far too rich and successful. And this impression is too good for this to continue. Uh, uh, okay, well, come down to my garage. It's Jay Leno's house. And we can turn your head into a bobblehead with a spring. That's all I can really say is chasing me out right now. He's grabbing a gun. I gotta go. Okay, I want 10%. Hey there, Internet, and welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. My name is still Lux, uh, your co-host is still Griffin, and your guest is still <laughs> Kelsey Pope. I got Griffin to laugh that time, so I'm getting better at it. Or maybe worse, who even knows anymore? Anyways, <laughs> we're still here talking Mario Kart, and it's time for us to rate that game, boys and girl. Um, so <laughs> Thank you. Thank you kindly. Hey, you're more than welcome. Um, the way this works <laughs> is that we go around in a circle, and we give our ratings on a scale from one to five joysticks of how we feel about this game and give our final thoughts about it. Um, you being our guest get to go first because that is common courtesy. So please go ahead and start us off. Oh, my, my rating of Mario Kart from one to five joysticks is definitely five joysticks. It's All a, right. a fucking rad game. Five. I love it. All right. Well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like for all the reasons she said before, I mean, it seemed pretty clear that this is going to be a five out of five for Chelsea. How about for um, you? Though, I could have picked a mediocre game that I had lukewarm feelings about, but I feel like I would have. It's just what we games you emotionally connect it, with for whatever reason. Yeah. So you pick one that you connect totally. with because you like it, which is what most people yeah, do, which makes the rating segment kind of dumb. Well, it's just everything about the podcast is dumb, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Okay. That's great. Um, for me, uh, I, I really like this franchise. I always feel, though, that like I'm done with it after 20 minutes, if that makes any sense. I know it's supposed to be like arcadey and stuff, um, but I have always uh, like I grew up not playing video games with like friends. I was always playing like, the single player one. So it doesn't have that like nostalgia feeling for me. Uh, and, mm-hmm. I, and I wish that they like built out the campaigns of these games more somehow. Sure. Like, had something just a little more to sink my teeth into it, whether if it was like a, a narrative story element or something. And I'm not really really sure if any of the games have done that past. I'm, I'm really just speaking of 64, which I've played, yeah. and the newest one. So I think it's a very polished game. It's doing what it's trying to do very well, but there's always feel like there's something missing, and I see them trying to do it. I in see ba- what you're saying. I see yeah. them trying to do it yeah. with battle mode, trying to give uh, something else going on, but Shake battle it mode it is not fun to play. Um, so uh, it's a really good game, but I always feel like, what is that missing thing that's going to make this a perfect game? I don't know what it is, so I'm going to give this a four out of five joysticks. That's chill. Right. That's well, fair. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair rating. You guys know my rules. I think that a game gets a five out of five is doing what it's trying to do, but not if there's a game out there that does it better and there is I think a game out there that does it better <laughs> uh oh um, let's take a quick sideline trip and talk about Crash Team Racing oh, oh. thank you someone oh. had to do this I haven't tried that, tried that? Oh, CTR, no. CTR is my favorite racing game mm-hmm. it's better than Pod Racer. it's better than Mario Kart it's better okay. than 
Pod Racer, uh, you mean the Star the, Wars the, one? The Pod Racing game for N64. Oh yeah, my god, that was racer, a great game. That was that's a whole other thing talk to talk about. about. I mean, game. going to Target yeah, no. just because they had that demo of it out, and the kids in line just to play the demo while their moms were shopping. Oh hell yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a, wild. Yeah, that's a I ride hard for uh, for CTR. I think it's like it. I think that it's does that like, it's yeah. Theme, what does it do differently that you like so much? I think it's theming is a little more fun and 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 like more Mario theme. The theming in Mario Kart is sort of just like and here's ice. And what if it's a race track? Like, what if it's yeah, a, what, yeah, what if it's yeah, lava? Yeah, what if it's a highway? Yeah, what, what if lava? What if, what if snowmen? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. CTR stuff feels a little more tied into the the lore of of Crash Bandicoot and stuff. And uh-huh. I just think that it handles a little bit better. I think it's a little more fun. I think a lot of the sound design goofs are a little funnier. I've always thought that Crash Bandicoot had like a better sense of humor than Mario. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely a fun. I had Crash Bandicoot warped. Yeah, that was the one that I yeah. played a lot. Uh, you mean Crash Bandicoot warped. warped? Warped, warped. And I always went like the hardest one for me was always the sister on the tiger, or was it his girlfriend's yeah. sister? Right uh, on the Great Wall. Yeah, the yeah. Great doing Wall, the great doing wall the tiger. Levels. That I one was always really hard. Replaying those over and over again. Yeah. yeah, and then I played it recently and beat it the first time. I was like, oh, this is just but, like yeah. kid difficult. It was super kid um, difficult. But, but yeah. Lex, take us home with yeah, your rating. So I'm going to give it. I'll also give it a four out of five, just because like I like CTR better, better man. There. So it can't be a yeah. five. That's um, fair. It needs to be a four and a half. But I'm just like not feeling it. Anyways, well, it's it's <laughs> young, it's young yeah. Kippur, it's so still like, an oh, excellent game. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it on. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Happy to be here. <laughs> and so now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Mentaliata segments. That's right. It's time for the segment segment. Uh, Griffin, you want to go first? Or you want me to test ourselves? Uh, yeah, guys, I'm bringing back a very popular segment for the show. Uh, that's right. We're doing the dating game. Oh man, now, Chelsea. Oh, I am going to uh, read the descriptions of three mystery contestants. Oh They're my gonna god. Tell, the, tell you a little bit about themselves. They're all racers from the Mario Kart franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, and then you get to decide which one that you're going home with tonight. Is that oh how God. dating game works? Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going it's kind of like that. Going it's on like, a date with. I think you just go yeah. on a date. I don't think you go There's to their house contestants. right away. <laughs> I'm kind of like, hey, bachelor number one. Episode right. of the dating game where there was a guy who turned out to be a murderer and then they got the lady won and she met him and was like, I'm not going on a date with this guy. He seems like Holy a creepo. Shit. That's but a real like, thing? Yeah. Okay, but she That's didn't get funny. she didn't get murdered. No, so. she she like was like oh, oh red full alarms a big alarm. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. You know, I can't say that none of these are murderers. So, um, so watch out. Bachelor number one. Uh, don't let my flower attire get you confused. I'm more than your average princess. I'm a fun loving tomboy mm-hmm. with a penchant for honking my horn. Bachelor number two. I'm kind of a foodie, so there's always eggs in my mouth. I'm aloof and don't subscribe to normal gender binaries. Oh my gosh, just like every other guy. I've <laughs> ba- uh, ba- bachelor three. Uh, I'm a timid troublemaker. No, oh, just kidding. That's my ex. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take it slow before I show you my true face. Wow. Okay. Uh, and if you need me to reread any of this again for you, uh, the first one is a tomboy princess. The second one is uh, a foodie that doesn't subscribe to gender binaries. All right. The third's a timid troublemaker. Timid trouble baker? Troublemaker. Troublemaker. Okay. He's a troublemaker. It sounded like you said troublemaker both times, so I was also confused. Yeah, yeah so I was wondering. <laughs> it's like, timid, oh. A timid, you say that five times fast. Timid troublemaker. Yeah, that oh, was what you said. It was just funny, funny the idea of throwing trouble in an oven and closing it and pulling it out. <laughs> That's tough because on one hand, the uh, Bachelor 2, you know, doesn't subscribe to like gender binaries. I think that's that's very woke that's, right now. You know, it's very woke and interesting. I do appreciate <laughs> a good alpha. That's my thing. Mm. Um, I I really like the assertiveness of the, the tomboy princess mm-hmm. to say, you know, don't don't 
you know, I'm not a pushover. Sure. Whereas, you know, a reluctant troublemaker. I'm intrigued, but they sound like a shy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who leads with that? Who leads with that? I, I, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm submissive. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard beta. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. probably go tomboy princess. Oh, you are going home tonight with uh, Princess Daisy. All right, uh, Daisy. She's the princess of Sarasaland. I think it's how you say it. Yeah, uh, that was right. Remember, there was that one episode where we were doing the wiki dive on Princess Daisy, and it got mm-hmm. all fucked up. But that was the name of her place. And her power, actually, is that she can honk her horn so loud that it throws people off the track. I love that. So she's a little bit I of a ro- road rager. Oh, my gosh. I connect with her already. <laughs> All right, uh, Griffin. Lux, Lux I need you to vamp for like 30 seconds because you used two of the three characters I was going to use for my segment for your segment. Oh, so I was just thinking about this for a second. Are you telling me we should plan this? Are you telling, uh, is that no, what you're trying to no, tell no, me? I'm telling what you to vamp the other for characters? 30 seconds. You can do that. You're going to look at other ones? Or um, the other yeah, two. Uh, uh, so uh, it was it was like Shy Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the guys with the mask. Yes, yes, yes. And the little redheads or yeah. whatever, uh, and then the other one was off by Birdie, which oh, is I like think I know Birdie. Okay, you do know Birdie. Birdie is like the Yoshi counterpart. It's like the pink one with like the weird mouth hole. Oh, oh I know exactly. I know exactly who you're talking about. Birdie, yeah, Birdie. no, I picked right. Uh, I picked right. Birdie is, doesn't subscribe to binary. No, I'm not interested in Birdie. The name is Birdo. It's Birdo. not Birdo. Birdo. Sorry, sorry. Anyways, oh my now I'm back. And we're going to keep running back the segment that so far has yet to go terribly wrong. Uh, we're going to do Do They Eat Ass? I'm going to list three characters also from the Mario Kart universe, and you all guys right, will decide right. whether it is through cooperative conversation or combative conflict. Do They Eat Ass? Oh, man. Um, so we'll start with the one that Griffin didn't use, who was on my list, and that would be Locky 2, the Watchman. Does Locky 2 eat ass? Does he, does he eat ass? Ass. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard with this game. It's like because uh, if we if we say they don't, is that make them a bad person? No, I mean some people don't eat ass for no, lots of reasons. I don't think there's a morality to there's no you morality. Know, to ass eating. Ass eating is just you it's know a preference. Preference it's exactly. Preference. It's just like a dietary preference. The morality it's comes in your rationale, anyone. not yeah, in your you're choice. Not good or bad person. If you're mm-hmm. a vegetarian, mm-hmm. well, I mean some people would disagree with that, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah, no, I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I would say, yeah, he probably eats ass, though. Yeah, he seems like he one seems of those, like, like he, he seems like somebody who's like a uh, quiet but kinky. Undercover he's got freak. He's got exactly that. He's got that hook. Well, well, Where's you know, that going? And I, I agree with you because he, uh, he he exists to support people. Right. You know, he's very giving. Uh, what is he yeah. doing there other than just pulling people up from their bootstraps yeah. and filming yeah. their race? Yeah. yeah, and filming the race. Yeah. All right, good. I think I think we can all agree on that one. Next up, we've got Big Bad Boss Bowser. Bowser. Mm. I think he likes to have his ass eaten. Yeah, exactly. I would say he probably classic villain. Classic villain <laughs> likes classic to have villain. his ass eaten. He I don't wants think, it but will not reciprocate. I, yeah, I think he's a taker, not a giver. Bowser is so self centered. He's very self centered. Bowser is definitely a taker. He's a season that, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, that's unanimous on that and one now, too. Yeah, the Mario Kart character closest to me in both appearance and behavior. What do you guys think about Wario? Is Wario does Wario eat ass? <laughs> I think he eats ass, but can't have it. He doesn't get anybody to eat his though. He probably can't like actually. Get I think to eat he's his. one of those crazy guys that like leads with that on like the Bumble messages and like stuff like that. Like oh, leads I'll eat your ass. Dating apps. Like that's like first message. From <laughs> it's Wario. like all lowercase. Like, like Wario will always Wario will do it, but it's like he's so forward about it that it's not fun. Yeah. It's like FYI, I eat ass. And it's like all right, dude. Uh, my yeah, name's like, oh, my right, Stacy. I'll go with you, but I'm not going to return the favor, okay? Yeah. Because you look like an ass. And I'm just not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't want to uh, have to look at you, but you can eat my ass. I'll face. I'll look at a no, that's, picture. Yeah, I guess that's an ideal sex <laughs> move for Wario because he's like hidden from view totally. So you don't have to deal with yeah. his weird mustache. Yeah. 
Exactly. Also, I bet it's funny to imagine before having sex, Wario was saying, I'm going to win. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> I think it's a real. Uh, Wario, it's not a competition. Wario, you know, he's got that, like, that nose, too. Here. He's like, I'm going to win. Yeah, his nose. His nose is probably way more stimulating than Mario's, too, as far as <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you put that I nose mean, to work, he could do some shit. I mean, seriously, butt plug. Um, um, oh, yeah. And now, now, now it's like, I, I fear for every Mario character that they're going to be uh, tainted by this presidency and that uh, all the body parts of all of our favorite Mario characters are eventually oh, going to be God. ligaments of our president somehow. Yeah. You know, what's next? Yeah. Like Mario's nose looks like nutsack or something? Yeah, it looks like his testicles. I, was, I, was I think Donald that's Trump, Wario's though. nose, though, still. His butthole looks exactly like Waluigi's face. His pubes yeah. look like the Lorax. Like, what are they going to do? Oh, Lorax is not like, Mario character. <laughs> But yeah, oh, I understand what you mean. Slowly just, surely, yeah. our big wet president is getting his slimy, gross thing like, all over. I like wet. It's sad. Our big wet president. He does yeah. look kind like, of wet. He seems like he's wet all the time. He does look really shiny and wet. wet. It's all he's the like highlighter. and squishy the and probably <laughs> full of, like, gack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, Yeah. I, think, right. I, I didn't think, mean to get political think saying the president's full of gag. Story. I'm sorry it's not a politics podcast, but he seems to me like he's full of no, gag. I think and it's also pretty fuck fair. That dude. Anyways, fair. justice for Toad. Um, justice for Toad. Justice for Let's Toad. reclaim Toad. For sure. Um, a toad is still, like, I would say probably my favorite if I had to rank him. Like, as far as the ones I'd play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask. I'm going to ask that during the earlier part of the conversation. Are you, I'm, I'm still going to play as Toad, even though I'll never not think about the president's wiener while yeah, I'm playing know, as Toad. Yeah, right? It's so gross. But so I gross. still think I'll do it. Griffin, still, you are shaking your head like there's no way you will ever touch Toad again. Uh, no, no, no. I'm shaking my head up because I'm just still so pissed at Stormy for doing this. Um, oh, my God. Stormy, Stormy, Stormy. It, it, feels, like a, it feels like an act of terror. On wow. the video game world. Wow. That's not hyperbole at all. This is our honestly, this is our 911. Oh my um, god. Oh god, you guys. I mean, if <laughs> sorry, this if you think I'll ever forget it. It, gets it. Here, it gets here a lot, Chelsea. I'm sorry, yeah, but this we do fair. end up here fairly often. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm We're in the last five of the podcast. No one gets this far. <laughs> yeah, if you guys get this far, you earned the part where I refer to Stormy Daniels calling the presence of the like as our 911. If you're just tuning in now, like people do on a podcast. Anyways, uh, take us um, home locked. It's so yeah, hot in this I'm room. I'm going to get done with this before I say another stupid thing that I can avoid. Um, so <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Game Boys podcast. Um, I'm Lux. You know where to find me. But Chelsea, where can people find you if they want to find more of your stuff? Oh, thanks, dude. Uh, they can find me at Chelsea the Pope on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, so that's what your Pope name would be. That's what yeah, I guess they would just the call Pope? me Chelsea yeah. the Pope. <laughs> or the, I prefer Pope Pope. Pope Pope? Pope Pope. That reminds me it's of Mr. Dope. Popo from Dragon Ball Z. But obviously it does. Sorry. I thought no, I was going to say nothing good. else Pope stupid. Pope is like what you call your grandpa. Pope, Pope. Your very Pop, sacred, gra- Pop, your like very sacred grandpa. Your very sacred grandpa. Yeah. Sorry. Where, where, where can we find you on the interwebs? Chelsea the Pope? Yeah. Chelsea the Pope on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I got I got some uh, character ditties on YouTube. I don't have like a customized name for that because I don't have a lot of subscribers <laughs> yet. Well, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can out. afford to shed a few over to you. Yeah, yeah maybe that'd you'll be pretty get cool. Three to five <laughs> off of this in here. Please, sir, can I have some followers? <laughs> sir? Uh, more followers? <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, I need a custom handle. Sir. Right, and so while you're on YouTube checking out uh, Chelsea's very dope shit, you can also check out my work at Wisecrack and you can also check out Griffin's stuff that's very famous and you can also find more from us in general at uh, the various social medias that Griffin will tell you about right now. Game Boys Pod on Instagram. Follow us there and watch our live episode from last week. It's really bad, but it's also fun. Game Boy there. It's a great time.
Take us uh, home. And then, yeah, Woo. we got the Instagram and we got the Facebook. We got the Twitter, all at Game Boys Pod. And that will do it for us today. I'm Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Chelsea Pope. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morden. And your art is by Brittany Metz. Thank you, Internet. We love you very much. Bye. Griffin, are you going to say the name of the game like you do? Oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm going to yeah. win. That's good. That's good. Justice for Toad. <laughs>